Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let Creativity. This is your host, Alicia Hurst. Today's guest is Dr. Krishna Bhatta, a surgeon, an author, and the inventor of the Relax app, and that is spelled with two X's. In this episode, we not only talk about how getting to a meditative state can actually be quite a creative process, but Dr. Bhatta explains how meditation can not only decrease anxiety and combat burnout, he also shares with us how it can help you connect to what he calls your inner flame. And he tells us why this inner flame is so important in life. I really enjoyed this conversation with him and I hope you do too. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Krishna Bhatta. Well, welcome to Life Creativity, Dr. Krishna yeah. Bhatta. Um, so I understand that you have an app that you created called the Relax app. And I with am, two X. With two X's, right. With two X's at the end. And I'm excited yeah. to talk more about you, more about that in just a moment. But I do want to cover some answers about uh, what you wrote about my questions to you about creativity because I think they're super important and I'm betting they connect to what your app is about in some manner. Um, so the first question that I had asked is what is creativity? And your answer that you wrote down was something that comes from our inner universe. So I'm super curious, when did you realize that for you? What age? What age did I realize this? Uh, this um, I don't have a, you know, time I can put my finger on, but I have been meditating and doing things for a long time. Mm. And uh, um, yeah, whenever something came out of me, you know, it's like in meditation, you can see, you know, at least try to see the origin of your thoughts or origin of your ideas or origin of what is coming through. And uh, uh, somewhere, you know, when I was finishing medical school in, in that time frame, so maybe I probably was in the 30s, you know. Okay. And can I you tell say me when I when it started crystallizing better, yeah. Right. Which I think is true for at least I mean that's similar to me. I felt I think crystallizing is a great word for it. It's like before yeah. then your these thoughts and emotions are all kind of up in the air and then you start integrating integrating them more in your 30s and upwards. Um can you tell me more about what you mean by inner universe? Mm. So that will bring me back to intermittent silence that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so we, most of us, and most of the Western world anyway, thinks that we are mind and body. And a lot of programs on stress relief or burnout or finding peace is centered towards body-mind balance. My writings and in the app, we have three components, that we have three elements that we are born with, mind, body, and the flame, the flame of consciousness. Mm. We all have an individualized or individual consciousness. There is one consciousness that we all understand, like, you know, when you say space, you think of outside the space, anything under the blue sky, or hyperspace, or, you know, the whole universe, or the cosmos. You don't think that there is a space inside your house that you can control. Right. You can control the heating, you can control the, you know, cooling, you can control what, you know, goes in that space, 
decorations or what perfume it is or what humidifier it is. You can control all, all that. When you go outside, then you connect with the outer space. The same way we all have an individual space. So mind and body is outside, is the, an element of the outer universe. And when you go inside, that consciousness, individual consciousness, is part of that inner universe. Hmm. I love it. What do you what do you find so important for why do you want people to know the inner space? Why do people I want people to know? Because when people talk about meditation, it's like you close your eyes and listen to music or listen to some guided thing and go on a happy trip and they come back. I don't know how much fulfillment comes back just by that journey. It, as if you go into an empty space, there's no space that's empty. You know, Even the space between you and me is not empty. Mm-hmm. It has radio frequency or electromagnetic waves or vibrations or electromagnetic fluctuations. Sometimes people are saying that word. So the same way, inner universe is not empty. Mm-hmm. There is a lot there. So once you go inside, you are resting your brain that's one part. You are giving your brain a rest from outside. Right. So there are four elements of, say, intermittent silence. One is close your mouth. When you close your mouth, you are giving rest to the speech center, the expression center, anything that is communic- communication center, anything, all the cells and neurons and neurochemicals associated with that are rested. The same way when you close your eyes, you are giving rest to the visual pathway plus also the observation cells that are included in interpreting what you see outside, observation. You can direct those inward. Mm -hmm. And the third element is um, silent listening. You are listening to sounds. Any sound that is there, you're just listening to that. You're not interpreting, not getting engaged with that. And the fourth one is you are watching your thoughts. You know, just let it go by. Don't try to focus it. Don't try to center it. Don't try to quieten your mind. It won't. It, it just, uh, you know, just let it go. So those four elements, <clears throat> then you start slowly new doors to the inner universe open. But here it's what becomes more important because now you can, there are two words I use, inner conversation and inner theater. Mm. So the inner theater is, you can create inside you a theater where you can control what goes on in that theater. So <clears throat> suppose you have a interview tomorrow. Right. You can create a virtual theater where you can have the interviewer, you can have yourself, not just think, ima- image, image them, visualize them. You know, it's like some, they use that in marketing, visualize your sale. All right. So you can do that in the inner universe much deeper than just through mind and, and, uh, um, the body. So, so what all, would be the benefit of that, of going deeper? Oh, going deeper? It's much more intense and it can be much more realistic as well once you get the hang of it. Right. And then you go out and act it out. out the next day you can have the interview. Most of the things that you have rehearsed is going to reduce your tension, you know, because you, as if you have had the interview. That's super interesting because I've read about um, 
what is it called mirror neurons or when you when you watch something happen uh it you're likely able to do it uh more easily than if you hadn't watched it before is it kind of the similar it's similar but a little addition to that i mean there is a book and i often quote that uh, positive imaging by Vince, uh, reverend vincent peel that goes into the power of positive imaging because it's not just you might happen, but also you probably can influence that. Mm. I don't know. I don't have a proof to say that. But, you know, it's like uh, that he implies that in, in that, that you can influence the outcome. If you image like I had a patient who gave me that book first time I read oh, wow. for one week, he just every night or, you know, maybe an hour or whatever he imaged that he was lying on the operating table and I was doing the surgery and he was trying to make sure everything goes well. Oh. I mean, his, his surgery did go well. I mean, probably it would have gone well for people. You know, it goes well for people who don't image, but... But for him, he needed to know it was going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who don't know, what type of doctor are you? I'm a urologist. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm actually so chief of urology in in my hospital. So. Oh wow! So you're a so you. I mean, you're a super interesting person because <laughs> you're doing you're you're a doctor, but you're also talking about these inner worlds and and meditation. What brought you to this point? What kind of um, collect? How did you? What made you find that both worlds needed attention? As we talked, a mind, body, and flame. And some people just go spiritual and some people don't have anything to do with the spiritual. Some people are somewhere hodgepodge. Uh, for me, both journeys were parallel. I, I went to medicine. I met my mentors in medicine. I went on to meditation. I met my mentors in that field and plenty of them. And uh, I thought, I mean, I've shared enough knowledge in medicine and why not share the knowledge uh, in similar way? Uh, at least the scientific uh, bent and training uh, helps me define these things better, like intermittent silence or inner universe. I mean, I can give a structure, mm -hmm. which I'm used to giving a structure in my medicine world, but it also helps me in medicine. I think uh, it, comp you know, they complement each other. It makes me a complete person. Right. No, and I love that you're there and out there and talking about this because I'm hoping because I, I honestly see that's exactly where we're going or where we need to at least because it doesn't right. it just doesn't <clears throat> seem logical to to dismiss the energetic world, the spiritual world inside and outside. Um, so there is there is a really need for that. And uh, um, I've given some talks on physician burnout. But burnout happens in all industry. Mm. And the burnout rate is 50%. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. But if you focus on people who don't burn out, in my theory or hypothesis, they're born with a higher level of flame. Mm. So that, I mean, some people never experience burnout. And That's they are amazing. working hard. Yeah, yeah. So... If you work on that flame level, you know, then I say, I mean, in my mind or in my expression, it is higher the energy, the more peaceful you are, lower the energy, more irritable you are, and, and other things. 
Right. Uh, the next question that I had asked <laughs> or wrote down, I asked, what do you love about creativity? And your answer was creativity is what human progress and beauty depends on. And I, I mean, I thought that was just such a, a, a beautiful answer, honestly. So what do you, how, because I think you're, you're touching upon it already. How does human progress depend and beauty depend on it? So tell me, I mean, the difference between the animal world, I mean, on a very basic level, animal world and human. I mean, we are also animals, but a bird is born, does the nesting, creates the nest and, you know, goes through that cycle and, you know, goes away and then next generation comes and does the same thing. There is no progress, right? <clears throat> Whereas we as humans, we have progressed quite a bit. You know, I mean, if you just see what happened after World War II, right. I mean, this country and other technology and everything, but how does it work? You know, an institution, an infrastructure is created. You know, Mass General, Cambridge, Oxford. I mean, you create MIT. I mean, you create an infrastructure where they anybody who gets there gets the support of that whole infra infrastructure. I mean, I work at Mass General, so I know. I mean, I could do any anything that, you know, light bulb goes in my head. I can go and have proof of concept in no time. Yeah. And, and the whole city supports you, not just Mass General. Right. So we have created infrastructure like that. And I do, I invent something. And I have invented a few things. And if the next person comes, he can take it from there. So the creativity that comes out is the one that keeps, you know, keeps progressing. So I thought it was a very simple answer, but I'm glad you liked it, you know. Oh, well, how about the beauty part? How, what do you find beautiful about it? Uh, so inspiration and beauty is part of my life. You know, I just find inspiration in, you know, anything. I mean, trees inspire me. My work inspires me. My colleagues inspire me. I mean, this is how my life is. And I think this is what I try to teach. You know, somebody asked me to give a talk on death and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was an interesting talk because uh, for me, I go to, a, you know, there are many donut stores and I'm not advertising, but I go to Tim Hortons and I like their, their honey curlers. But if I pick my honey curler, it doesn't mean other things don't exist. Right. So in life also, just because I say I get inspired by my colleagues, it doesn't mean that I have not had relationship with colleagues who were not so friendly. Mm. But after that encounter, I choose to say, okay, I don't need to carry this. You know, this is not my honey curler. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> But it makes a lot of sense, too, because if you're talking about because when you talk about the inner flame, too, when I, I think that when you get connected to your own inner flame, it's like, you know what love is, you know what fulfillment actually is. So when it right. appears on the outside, you're more apt to be like, oh, yeah, that's not it. I don't need to carry this chili donut with me. Right. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> And plus, you have a place to go to, to to refuel yourself if, for whatever reason, you're in an environment where they're all, like, not your type of donuts. <laughs> yeah, and it's a perfect place. I mean, the beauty of intermittent silence or, you know, silence in general. I mean, I'm saying 10 minutes of silence a day. 
because 10 minutes a day is going to get you grounded and you know expose you to that universe there are many retreats meditation retreats who will do 10 days of silence concentrated and they are helpful but once you come out you know you don't practice anything mm. you may practice some, like practical. Yeah. yeah so this one is in now you know it's like it can be used in schools it can be used in workplace i mean anywhere 10 minutes is you know people can spare i mean we spare one hour for lunch right so right <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's so timely because just personally i actually just went through an mri and i found myself using meditation skills in, in that MRI. 45 or one hour yeah right yes i focused on the visuals that came up and just let them come and that was and then the sounds that were those are some awful sounds <laughs> but if you add a beat to them like you kind of create your own little <laughs> inner world <laughs> And that was that helped me not freak out about like, oh, I'm actually in this really small place. <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine, I mean, if you are able to do the inner theater with little kids. Right. They can. I mean, they are so imaginative. I mean, I'm sure you have come across, you know, kids. And I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, they they could create the whole, you know, Harry Potter show there. You know? No, you're so, and that's something I'm super passionate about is helping people remind themselves. I don't think people need to dismiss their, their childhood or dismiss their teenage years. They need to integrate that into their adulthood. It's not something that it's like a, they're tools. And I think adults have seen things they've done as children as childish and that it's not useful. But what you're talking about that, that, very natural link to their imagination and their creative like children don't dismiss it they use it and right. adults can too and i think part of that what is um to getting to that spot is also getting silent and grounded which i so i'm i'm super excited that you are providing an app for people to get there yeah and they might start liking the you know the exercise of intermittent silence if you combine that with inner theater or inner conversation you know so right so if we didn't talk about inner conversation that's where the creativity part comes in do you want me to try to explain that yes please and yeah. when you say inner or inner conversation i'm guessing you mean like kind of conversing with your thoughts and not that inner world so once you go in that inner universe you get used to that so instead of creating inner theater the inner conversation there are two kinds of inner conversation one that comes to you mm. you don't have to converse with yourself you know it's just coming from that source so you go inside you find that source source means the flame you get there or close to it and then th you can see the origin of ideas origin of all the creativity that's coming to you and if you are receptive and we are all receptive. I mean, we all get ideas. I mean, you are an artist. You might get, you know, that kind. You might receive those kind of thoughts. And so those things, once you become receptive suddenly, or if you have a problem, you just lie there in that place and let the solution come to you. Right. It doesn't require. And I so think that's a super important part because so many people think everything requires work or action or outward action, whereas receptivity is actually a very powerful tool. Yeah, I mean, 
being an artist, you know that, you know, being a musician, I mean, they say that, you know, that's once they go into that, you know, happy place where they're, you know, eyes closed and they're just, music is just flowing. Then, you know, it's, they are connecting to that flame. So I don't think we don't connect to the flame, except that we don't even recognize that it exists. Right. I, I totally so, agree with you on that. Because <laughs> not a lot of people are talking about it or even thinking that it's, well, so many people want to know why, you know, they're, they're worried about things being practical. Um, and I think they're too worried about the 3D practical, whereas you're talking about this inner world, this receptivity, it actually is, it can be a powerful force in the outer world also. Yeah, because what you gain, you bring it out. You know, you, you apply that, you know, you act it out. Um, the other converse, inner conversation is what you said. You can take your issues and, and you know, have a brainstorming, you know, while you are there. Um, yeah. Which I find sometimes goes great. It sometimes just fuels yeah, anxiety just or up, depression. Right? <laughs> you know, I I love you know like uh, Buddha said a line, and everybody quotes this. You are what you think. Mm -hmm. And I ask them, we have sixty, fifty to sixty thoughts at any given time in our head. Which one of th that thought is Buddha talking about? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, there is a, before that there was a guy called Krishna. You know, it's like Krishna. You know, Gita. And you know, five thousand years ago, he used a word that he emphasized quite a bit. Quite a bit is that one thought. You know, get to that one thought. So. He was teaching Arjun, you know, in a war. So this whole Gita happened in a war. And he said, gave him the tricks of how to get to that one thought, which we say decisiveness, you know, we be decisive. Right. So like if I do surgery, I'm doing a series of one thought steps. Because I can't be thinking whether to cut this or cut that, you know. It's like, you know, you watch in the movie, the bomb disposal. Mm -hmm. The blue wire or the red wire. You, know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can't cut them both, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, it's this, you know, how do you get to that one thought? I mean, that's what you said, you know, sometimes it becomes jumbled up. But you have to start, you know, I mean, it's a practice. I mean, it's all practice. I mean, that's why I said 10 minutes a day every day, not just 10 minutes a day when you feel like it. Right. So it's a habit. And then your body gets used to sitting down for 10 minutes a day. And it's like, hey, it's time. Yeah, it's almost waiting for you. The body and the time and the space, if you can do in the same space. But sometimes we do. I mean, we love going to, you know, hiking or go to mm -hmm. beach. And you lie down there on the bench or on the rock. And, um, and you know, that there is a timer in the app. And, and silence means silence. I mean, so there is one minute of instruction of how to do it. And then at the end, there is a music that wakes you up. So oh, great. Music. So you don't have to worry about, am I going to go over? Yeah, well, well, over time, sometimes, it, you know, if you do it for in the beginning, three mm -hmm. minutes, so it sounds like 15 minutes, you know, feels like. I mean, <laughs> so when is it going to be over? 
but you know once you get the hang of that space and that inner universe you start enjoying it because it's not just going there and doing nothing and coming back because ultimately new doors open you start feeling this energy or goosebumps like you know you know something carries you away and it's it's really uh, the whole exercise is um, once you get past the hurdle that you know should i do it i mean because <clears throat> The first barrier is mind, right? Mm -hmm. Mind will have million reasons for you not to do something new. <laughs> and uh, once you get that past, you know, that's why I say have a friendly relation with mind. Don't call it names or don't, you know, don't curse it because it's going to be with you almost forever, right? Not almost. You know, it will be there, you know, with you. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's probably beneficial to learn how to work with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> And not let it rule you or you rule it or whatever. But um, I think this is so important, though, because we're at a time where people want, I, I feel like people want peace and people, they they want also new solutions. And um, but you can't get there unless you know how to have peace with yourself. And unless you find possibilities within yourself, then you then it's like restrictions aren't really restrictions anymore. They're just a new they're just look, telling you you need to look at things a different way. And that's why I love that you're talking about this right now, too, because I think it's so important right now. How do you feel about it? The same as you said, I think people, you know, um, but I don't want to force on people because, as I said, their mind has to be ready for it. And when they are ready, they are more receptive to the, uh, the energy that, you know, may arise in them. Yeah. Um, Trying doing doing any meditation without your will, you know, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work, right? <laughs> the walls are up, and you're yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I had asked you another question. What do you hate about creativity? And you said creativity can take a wrong turn. Now, for me, when I read that, I immediately thought of like bombs and weapons. Like you can create things that end up destroying things. What did you mean by it? Yeah, who is that character in Batman? You know, it's like oh, the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> He's creative too, right? I mean, right, yeah. right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But not only Batman. I mean, even if in the very you know remote history, like uh, uh, there is the story of Ram and Ravan. I mean, Ram is the good guy and Ravan was the bad guy. But Ravan was a great scholar, hmm. and he did gain all those you know knowledge and everything but he also got power and the power as you know i mean we say what power um what does that power spoils us i mean an absolute power does absolutely uh, right there is a saying right i mean Yes, I I just can't think of it either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to I want to help, <laughs> but no. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but there's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean that's so. That is what I meant by taking a wrong turn. Uh, that uh, you can be creative and you may have all the good intentions, and suddenly you get to a point where you start uh, developing this, uh, you know, powers. Whether it's power, you know, power of destruction or power of uh, creativity and uh, it may blur so it's often when you go in that inner universe and you're so close to the flame your wishes can materialize mm -hmm. 
and you know it's like when i mean the saying about god you know let there be light and there was light you know let there mm-hmm. be this and it happened so his wishes turned into material things i'm not saying that we become you know suddenly super god but yes you know these things in some moment where if you are touching the energy there your wishes can materialize so you, you have to be careful not to have negative thoughts that's one of the warnings i was given by my teachers and i try to pass it on as well and that's interesting cuz i just read i'm re- i'm finishing up a book the autobiography of a yogi yeah that's a uh, classic you know big book yeah and they talk about that they talk about how your thoughts can be so powerful um i think there is a scene in it where he was um he wanted i i want to say it was an insect or something around him and he he didn't act and he or he didn't kill it but his his teacher was like but you thought it and that's the same thing <laughs> yeah pretty much that's how powerful your thoughts are the problem is it his teacher knew what he was thinking right, right. <laughs> he couldn't get away with it. <laughs> i i have come across one person like that you know in in my journey of you know my life there was one person who he had this thing i mean he will know what you are thinking <laughs> and uh, he he loved us you know we were married um, me and my wife sitting in our house and phone rings and he it's on the him and he described the whole room you know like oh, we wow. were sitting and this is what you were talking about and uh, and uh, yeah it was just amazing I, <laughs> so yeah i mean be no careful with those ever. <laughs> uh and then i asked you about where is your creativity you said creating this app and you've also mentioned that you created other things but so creating an app that's something i've never done before but i'm imagining it it also helps you use both of that science and and creativity um well it's together. it's putting the package together i think that is what i meant there i mean of course i didn't go and you know write the codes for that app right but the the what the content is and uh, to come up with a way to express it to people i mean that's a, has be, always been a problem for anyone you know whether it is buddha or whether it is you know on a lower level me uh, it, it's always a problem because uh, one of the description is uh, that it's unknowable but it's worth knowing <laughs> so it is it is a mystery but somehow we have to get people to start you know going in that direction and then the, you know then it can be addictive really i mean why do people who meditate keep meditating forever mm-hmm. because they are making progress it's not like it's a end point somewhere right and it a, feels good <laughs> i definitely feel good meditations are there but you know the i'm talking about deeper meditations where you explore something i mean it's not just feel good right it's new new forces new energy new you know dimension open up well for me that's fun <laughs> like i love exploring <laughs> so i like yeah. that makes me feel good um it's like oh what is 
like um because sometimes when i get into a deep meditation i'll start seeing things and they turn out to be kind of like what you're saying an inner theater like it's a movie and they kind of lead you places and then it's always presented to me in such a uh beautiful symbolic language that I completely understand and it says exactly what I need to hear or see and it's um so I find that enjoyable it's like I don't know what's going to happen and this is but at the same time I'm really connecting to either myself and the world I think at the same time well uh, I'm glad that you had that experience but uh, you know some people call it adventure as well but uh, I know of other people and myself who have had the experience where you fear big mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. because at some time it becomes like you are dying you are, you know it's like death and uh, you don't right. want to encounter you know encounter death but yeah i mean there was you know i remember once i you know i had that feeling and i went to you know the teacher who was there my mentor and uh, he says oh leave the fear here and he gave me a coconut oh, <laughs> that's great just leave it as is <laughs> i wonder you know if the coconut was the solution or he tried to kind of say that okay you know this happens right yeah it's as, it's as, it's as prevalent as a coconut just <laughs> <laughs> but i like that you brought up that it can be there's a fear of death cuz i mean at that core right it's a fear of trans transitioning or transforming uh which i think ultimately death that's the ultimate transformation that's the ultimate like mystery in life but there's also little death too like you don't know like what you're talk when you're when you're talking about meditation in those inner worlds you, people don't know they just don't know what's no. there which can be scary but beauty of knowing the flame because that exists after you die hmm. so can you talk more is, about that i mean the physical body we all know goes and the mind i mean if it is brain it's gone as well but there is a kind of the wish wishful mind hmm. that can stay with you like a dreaming mind wishful mind right we in in sanskrit they call it man which the, i don't know the translation in english <clears throat> so but the essence of you that is your individual flame or your individual consciousness that carries on mm-hmm. some people like the, i mean you haven't asked that question but you know most people say is it the same as a spirit or soul and it's not i mean the spirit and soul is also there that they are much deeper than that than you know this is like your body and mind and the flame so these are you know as concrete as your body is and mind except that it's you know it's your inner core and that's when you find when you go in the inner universe hmm is it kind of like your inner is it almost like your your unique code like your unique Um, yeah your unique identifier right <laughs> <laughs> no i mean they use that word you know in, in unique in identifier in, in in business world yeah and why not get to know that more right <laughs> why not yeah plus it, it this is the core strength that you get i mean what you go to sleep and you 
get fresh in the morning. Where does that all come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're silent. Just and because silence at night. <laughs> it just it's just because you rested. It's more than that. I've been reading articles, or I I read a few articles where people really don't know what sleep is for. Like they're still trying to figure out exactly right. why we sleep. But when you do sleep, it's I'm wondering too. Now that you're talking about it in meditation, if it's like your body's like. We need quiet time. <laughs> and sleep is so important. I mean, it yeah. is really, really important. Um, there is a meditation in the app. Um, so there are there is intermittent silence and some simple meditation, but there's some very deep meditations there. One of them is called Yoga Nidra, mm-hmm. which uh, simply means conscious deep sleep. Mm. So you can take your consciousness or awareness in your sleep and then you can encounter sleep, which is really, really beautiful. I love that meditation and it may take a month or so before you get there. Uh But once you get there, it's so beautiful. I mean, you can feel, you can see see the sleep cuddling your whole body and your whole existence. And still you can use that space for either watching the, your you know thoughts or creativity come to you or you can you know brainstorm i mean many of my I, you know these things they have come to me like that you know it's like huh <clears throat> so i've heard about yoga nidra before so don't if i'm wrong please let me know is so is it kind of like a condensed sleep like of your choosing, like you, you lay down and you kind of go into a meditate a deep meditative state but you're not completely like out of it you're not completely asleep like when you're asleep you don't you won't really remember but when you're in yoga nidra you're kind of aware still is that true uh, so so yoga nidra in in my you know experience and thing is the sleep is the same as you normally sleep oh okay you bring your awareness there so that you can see the sleep around you oh all right and, and you can use your, you know, mind or you can use your brain. So you're you working like. with it. You can if you want to. I mean, you may not want to work, but. Right. You just might, uh, might want to experience it and enjoy it. Oh, yeah, definitely experience. So there are two. Th- I mean, one is awareness. And the other is mindfulness or your mind. So awareness is a property of the flame. You wouldn't know about the flame if you didn't have awareness. Mm. So that's the only way you know it. Mindfulness is is a property of mind. I, I define it as a camera. It's like you use a camera, you switch it on, switch it off. So mindfulness is like that, living in slow motion. You can watch every step you take. And you know, people say in the moment, people make big things around mindfulness, but that's, you know, in simple terms, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I mean, like some, uh, basketball players I mean they even know what who is behind them I mean probably they didn't practice mindfulness for that but you know they, they become so centric I mean they know everything around them or the trained trained seal you know like right yeah I mean they are trained to become I mean they know everybody where is this you know person with a gun and where is that person with a gun I mean they become aware of everything else that's the property of mind but awareness is is the property of the flame 
And that awareness is what, you know, we say conscious, subconscious, unconscious. Mm-hmm. But you can take your conscious, like by accident, some people under anesthesia, they hear everything that's going on in the operating room. And do they still remember it? There are many stories out there, you know, it's like out of body experience, the oh, same right, way. Right. The same way there is a many experience of people who are under anesthesia, but they remember things and they have sued the hospital for oh. you know, what, what the surgeon was talking about. <laughs> right. Keep them honest. <laughs> Keep them honest, right? So the same way that happens by accident, but you can bring your awareness in sleep, you know. And use it as purposeful. You can yeah. use it as purposeful, but even if you don't use it, it's a beautiful experience. It sounds because like it. I can't wait to try it. You can visualize sleep. I mean, it's amazing, you know. But yeah, I mean, don't give up, you know. Do it for a... I mean, it's, you don't have to find time for it. You Everybody sleeps. Mm-hmm. So just switch it on. There is one with my voice and one with a female voice. If you, you know, depends upon which one you like. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. It's in the flame section of the app, if you... Yes, if you I, like the app, please do give me a review. Give us, give it a review. It's very new. We are still trying to come with the second generation of it, and then we want. Sure, to. and I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to spread the word. Do you want people to give you feedback about like what, like on their reviews or? We would love to. Yeah, please, please, please. Yeah. Because I know sometimes when people when apps start, like there's bugs that you don't anticipate, and like you know. Yeah, we are not there. You know, the final version, but. Um, but it's you know it's it has all the core content. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is explain which one you know how to do this or what to uh, like. There is a progression. Like there is a meditation called vipassana there, mm. which is uh, the commonest meditation around the world. It's, it was started by Buddha. Mm-hmm. It's watching the breathing. And uh, oh, watching the breathing, right? Yeah, breathe in, breathe out. There is a gap between in and out, and there is a gap between out and in. And that gap is where the meditation happens. Mm. And uh, so the app goes into that. And uh, so there is one with instruction. Then there is one with just the music, no instruction. So in progression, I say try one with instruction. Mm-hmm. Then once you understand that, then you try just with the med- music. Then you try without the music in a silent place. And uh, the next one is go to the airport and try there. See if you can do it in the noise. So I, lo- I absolutely <laughs> love that because I've, I've, I've listened to lots of people talk about meditation and I've, I've listened to spiritual leaders and there's a, quite a few that just say, you know, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just what I see. But you're breaking it down and you're giving them step by step on how to get there, which I think is so important. Um, right. And that part at the moment is not in the in the app itself. I mean, for their, you know, for that, they may have to read my article or go to my website. But we are going to integrate all that so that the instructions are clear, at least from, you know, how to use the app to, that we have. Great. And what's your website? Where do you want to send people? Relax with two X dot org. org. And uh, there is a download link as well. 
but I'm I'm really excited to get the word out, and I'm really I really am so grateful that you're doing this and using all your knowledge um, in this way. Because as you pointed out, people's knowledge can be used anyway, <laughs> and you've chosen something that's super helpful to people or that can be really helpful to people whenever they're ready. So tell me a little bit about yourself, and for me and for the audience, you know, like. Why do you do what you do? I mean, you know, thanks for doing it. The yeah. podcast or the or the <laughs> meditation and, uh, you know, this creativity. How had your experience been talking to everybody about creativity? I absolutely love. So because I've been an art therapist for so long, for like over 10 years, I've had a lot of time observing people and the creative process. And I've had a lot of time forming my own thoughts and thinking about it. And I just I, it's. I'm tired of observing. I want to talk about it with other people and I want to get their perspectives on it. And um, until I think that it's kind of a progression for me, like there's an observation period and now I think I'm, I'm in the, the communicating period and maybe there'll be another period after this where I do something yeah. else with it. Okay. How long have you been doing it? The, this, the podcast? Yeah. Oh, just, I think probably two months or so. I uh -huh. just started it. I was like, let's, yeah. see, let's see how this goes. Yeah. How, how do you find, how do you spread your word around? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am still working on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so right now it's just on a Facebook page. I'll put it out there. Or, oh, I have an Instagram on like creativity. I'll, I'm going to start yeah. putting it out there. But I do not, I really need to work on the internet following stuff. <laughs> okay, great. No, I'm I'm glad to connect with you, and uh, it's great. Yes. No. I'm. I mean, I really get. I get excited when I hear people um, talking about this, this, uh, these, um, these topics because I think, well, one, they're so important for right now, and two, I I honestly think they're the key to helping humanity survive, evolve, and and not only live but like be happy yeah so thank okay. you so much <laughs> you are welcome no thanks for having me on the podcast and thank you again dr krishna bhatta if you would like to visit the Relax app, just go to relaxx.org. I have used the app and it is quite well done. The exercises are short and everything is clearly explained. And it's a very step-by-step -step process, so you don't ever feel overwhelmed by anything. To find him on Facebook, book, go to facebook.com slash relax, R-E-L-A-X-X app and you'll find him there. He's also on YouTube. He's been doing interviews. So he has an interview from the journey within, which, so you can actually see his face and see what a, a great guy he is. So thanks again, and I hope you check it out. Bye.